Welcome to the Gospel Changes Everything podcast, where together we'll explore how Jesus transforms us every day. Hey gang, welcome to today's episode of the Gospel Changes Everything podcast. Today I want to read uh, something a little different. I want to read a blog post from David Mathis, who works for Desiring God, which is John Piper's ministry. And I know that reading someone else's blog posts sounds a little bit like cheating, but uh, it was so profoundly helpful that I have to pass it on. And I love to not just create, but curate resources in order to help you grow in your walk with Christ and to see the gospel clearly in all of life. I don't think David would mind me reading this, and I will put a link at the bottom to the blog post so you can go check it out yourself. Plus, since I don't have any sponsors for this podcast, I'm not making any money off of this. I'm just purely passing on the information. However, that does lead me to ask you that if you're interested in being a sponsor of the Gospel Changes Everything podcast, I would love for you to do that. So just contact me at fletch at springrunpc.org and uh, we can hook you up with a sponsorship to the podcast. Okay, so remember, as I read this, this is not me speaking, but it is the words of David Mathis. And the blog post is entitled, Gather a Day's Portion, Faithful Realism in Everyday Devotions. Mathis writes, In nearly 20 years of regular Bible reading, one of the most frequent mistakes I've made is trying to do too much. Over the years, I have sat down many times to brainstorm and outline my ideal time in the Word. I would drum up fresh resolve and dive in again to the newly demanding scheme, read broadly in multiple places, study deeply in one, identify applications, journal, memorize, pray through lists. But if I had ever paused to make a realistic assessment on how long the whole process would have taken, I may have realized how undoable it was. Two and a half hours would have been tight. That kind of time may be hard to come by for a month. Idealism about daily devotions usually has some good in it, but it can be a recipe for frustration and ungodly guilt over time. I don't want to disparage good intentions. May God fulfill your every resolve for good and every work of faith by His power. And as someone who's walked the path for a few years, I've found help in this simple word for faithful realism in daily Bible meditation. Gather a day's portion. The phrase comes from Exodus 16. God's people have been freshly freed from slavery in Egypt and passed through the Red Sea, Exodus 14. Moses and the people erupt in a song of praise, and then, in barely three days, the people already are grumbling. God responds with grace, heals with the bitter water, and then brings them to a place of plenty, an oasis with twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees. Soon they set out from the oasis, and they are grumbling again, now to the point of delusion. Their collective immaturity has come out immediately. But again, God responds with grace. Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day. This bread from heaven they call manna, and Moses gives further instruction. Gather of it, each one of you, as much as he can eat. Of course, the story is not first and foremost about Christian Bible reading today. But God does give us a glimpse into who He is and what it means to have Him as our God and for us to be His people. He is the kind of God who provides for our needs on an everyday basis. He is the God 
who is with his people every step of the way, to give them by his own hand daily provision in the wilderness, to get them safely to his promised land. His son teaches us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, and warns us not to adopt the build bigger barns mindset of the rich fool who put his hope for the future in his own store rather than the father's daily active care. God wants our sitting down with the book each day to be more like coming to dinner than going to the grocery store. Come and eat and drink here and now for today, not mainly to store up for someday in the future. God doesn't mean for us to focus on developing our own stash and personal pantry, but to feed straight from his warehouse. Coming to God's word to gather a day's portion has come to have at least three facets for me. Number one, slow down. Modern life is harried enough. What I desperately need each morning is to slow down in God's presence for an unhurried season, steeping my soul in his grace and truth. This means taking in his words at more of a reflective and enjoyable, or you might say leisurely pace, rather than rushing through to cover as much ground as possible. I remind myself that the goal is to find food for my soul with the accompanying pace, not check reading plan boxes and just avail my mind of additional biblical data. Call it eating mindfully, or just use the old-fashioned biblical term meditation. Whatever you call it, finding a slower pace goes hand in hand with faithfully gathering a day's portion. Number two, feed your heart, not just head. My natural tendency is to engage God's words with a cerebral bent. What takes more work is reading with and for my heart. The mind, of course, is important, even essential, and so too are our spiritual affections. God means for his word to meet us and change us in the whole of our person, including the depths of us. He means for us to read with our minds all the way down to our hearts and through them out into the outward dimensions of our lives. Aiming to just gather a day's portion not only helps me slow down, but slowing down is vital to engaging the heart, which takes more time and attention and patience to stir than the mind. I have found that when I'm not just reading for breath, but reading to feel the weight of the text, I'm freer to pause and linger over some striking glimpse of God's goodness, not just to learn more, but to enjoy more. Number three, focus on today. In seeking to simply gather a day's portion, I am liberated from needing to make up for yesterday on the one hand or get ahead for tomorrow on the other. When coming daily to God's word is focused on finding food for my soul for today, I'm kept from the pressure and distraction of trying to go back or surge forward. God's mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. I can't go back to collect yesterday's mercies or go forward to seize and store up tomorrow's, but I can receive and relish today's. And as Jesus says, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This also means I'm free not to finish all the assigned readings for the day. The point is finding soul food, not reading every chapter and verse. When God gives me some fresh, compelling, soul-satisfying glimpse of himself, I want to linger there and meditate there, not run on to the next chapter. Gather a day's portion is my reminder not to try to do too much in morning devotions and not to miss the main thing. My most pressing need is not to master the Bible in a few short months or weeks, but to be mastered by God through his word just a little each day for a lifetime. 
Developing a daily habit of feeding on Him is more the marathon than the sprint. The sprinters may feel good about their progress for a few laps, but in the end, it will be those who persevere, one day's meal at a time, who will be most reshaped and reformed. Trust God to supply what He loves to supply, today's portion. So that's David Mathis' blog post, Gather a Day's Portion, Faithful Realism in Everyday Devotions. I hope you found it helpful, and I hope you are getting a chance to develop the daily habit of reading your Bible. It's been so life-transforming in my life, and I cannot encourage you enough to put it into your own daily life. Every time we read the scriptures, we see the gospel. We see the truth that we are broken people in desperate need of a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus. He is found in the gospel, and we all know the gospel changes everything. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I also want to mention that I do have a study course called the Gospel-Centered Bible Study that encourages and helps you understand every passage of Scripture from a gospel-centered perspective. I take you from text to application and show you the process that you'll need to not just have head knowledge or a moralistic teaching from the Bible, but heart transformation so that you can see that it's the gospel that transforms your heart and mind. It's the gospel that empowers and motivates you to live out what God has called you to do and who God has called you to be. So go to ministryleadershipacademy.com, that's ministryleadershipacademy.com, and pick up the Gospel-Centered Bible Study. That's all for today. Have a great day enjoying God.